Welcome to another episode of the What No One's Asking For podcast. One of your hosts, Brian Burchick here, and super excited for today's episode. We are doing another uh, what we call Hot Mom Check-In with my wife, Erin Burchick. So if you know her, you love her. She's amazing. Um, so great to get her perspective uh, as a woman, as a wife, as a mom um, on these some of these topics that we've been diving into in season two. Um, Hot Mom Check-In, I mean, we hate the name, and yet we stuck with it. It actually comes from like an old school Atlanta radio segment that I used to just make fun of and hate. But hey, we decided to go with it. So um, if you hate the name, so do we. But it's super exciting to get to introduce Aaron into this conversation. So enjoy this episode of our What No One's Asking For podcast. Welcome everybody to What No One's Asking For. And oh, this is a special one because it's a hot mom check-in. What? Wow. Was it, was it what, what, or woot, woot when nudged it? No. <laughs> nudge. So, <laughs> nudge so I love that you're just hopping right in. That's the great thing about my wife, Erin Burchick, who's with us. She is a yes and woman. She will go with things. I do yes and with the both of them. Yeah. The best of them. The yes, you do. The most of them. Uh, the and, of them. <laughs> but, but a little nervous to come on this pod. This is, this is a little. <laughs> I mean, this is the big leagues. Like, you're oh. going to be famous now. Yeah, I mean, I think we have, I think we have twelve likes on Spotify. <laughs> this is, you're gonna get the Joe Rogan effect. Being on here is gonna change your life. Wow, it's gonna change your yeah. life. Your Instagram's gonna blow up. It's not gonna be the same after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're super pumped to do a hot mom check in. Hot mom check in number two. Um, so we did one season one with Marge, Matt's wife, and how we're here with Aaron. So Aaron, here. Here's what I like about you, Aaron. Before before Brian does the intro, of all the girlfriends I have, friends that are girls, female friends, you you have the most nicknames. Like you are Aaron, you are Bags, which I still have you in my phone as Bags, which we can get to the root of that. Bagsy girl, Ernie. Kanga, I mean, <laughs> so many names, and it's probably because Brian has given you all these names, but I'm like, I can literally call Aaron like five different things, and I'm still not even sure if I'm talking to the, the core of who she is yet. You know, there's just these layers. Um, so I just appreciate that about you. I don't know what that means or says about a person, but I feel like it's a good thing to have a lot of nicknames. I feel like Bags is the one that has just kind of continued the most. And it's so funny because people who don't know my maiden name was Bagwell. Every time Marge or anybody else is like, hey, Bags, everybody who doesn't know that is like, why are they calling her Bags? Like, that's like the most <laughs> unflattering nickname ever. It's like, what is this about? Like, saddlebags, eye right. bags. Like, yeah. Nah, money bags. She grew I up money money bag. bag. Yes, you are going to be a money yeah. bag. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so a uh, formal introduction, Aaron Burchick, Aaron Bagwell Burchick, um, just a, a rock star of a person, and we are going to uh, just kind of ask you some questions, reflect a little bit on some of the big topics um, that we've been discussing that you probably embody better than any of us. Um, 
But one thing I was going to say this weekend is a good anecdote about Aaron because we've recently started playing mixed doubles tennis. Super fun. Um, we've only had two matches, but it's been like amazing to just get to play something and have competition. Um, but literally this past weekend, Aaron was throwing up all Saturday night like bad. And it's gone through our family, but it was just it was her turn. And she was like literally throwing up all night. What time do you fall asleep? 5 a.m. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh gosh. Falls asleep finally at 5 a.m. She wakes up the next morning. I'm like, so, honey, like, obviously, like, we just need to cancel tennis. And she was like, no, I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, she gets up and goes and plays a tennis match. Plays pretty dang good. I mean, she would say compared to being fully healthy, maybe not. But, like, literally is playing good. First set, she somehow pulls it completely together. Like, she's actually looking and doing great and then i see in the second set like everything starts to change and like her face is like getting pale and she like turned to me she was like if we don't win super fast i can't i can't do this (laughs) like did you feel like you were gonna throw up and we were playing on clay courts so i was thinking like if i throw up on clay courts, what is this cleanup situation i don't even know it was terrible so we we just like turned it on we won that second set six two because i was like we have to win now i'm going to throw up on this court it was bad but i realized like by the time i woke up i was like either we forfeit or i play and i was like i'm not forfeiting there's no way i'm forfeiting so we're doing this thing Yes. Oh, so, man. That's so like a tagline for your life. Just hashtag no forfeits. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm just afterwards. She was like, I just I guess I'm just so competitive. And I was like, yeah, I think you are competitive. But also, I think you really don't want to let people down. Like how much of it was related to that? And um, I don't know. Would you would you think of that? I mean, I hate to lose. So that's a big thing. I really want our team to go to the playoffs because that's the next time you and I could actually play together. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it was probably was like, I just would have felt terrible if they had lost because of me. I would hate that. So we Mm. pushed through. Well, so since, um, since Aaron and I are sitting here, like awkwardly one inch apart, sharing a microphone, um, I'm going to let Reynolds, you and Drew kind of lead the way with some of these questions. Um, and we can just kind of see where the conversation goes. Yeah. Now we'll definitely we'll definitely be asking you some stuff to that we've already talked about in season two because Brian's already said so much of even some stuff he shared is really more your influence, <laughs> like on y'all's family. So he shared it well, but we want to dig into some of that. But I do want to start with something a little, um, you know, this is interesting to me. All right, so. We did this experiment. We did this podcast. You know, all of our wives were like, oh, I guess I have to listen to it and, you know, at least be encouraging. And, and you know, they've liked it. It's been really good. It's been a surprising thing. Um, but I know you had some hesitancy on, like, listening to season one, you know, and like, oh, you know. T- so talk to us a little bit about that because that was interesting to me. Um, Why don't well, you like us? I'll say it started before season one, because when Brian first told me about the podcast, I think I actually came up with the name. Nobody's asking for this. She's responsible again. (laughs) I was like, nobody wants another podcast with three white guys just talking about their struggles. Like, what is this even? 
You're struggling so much, Reynolds. I'm so sorry. I just, I don't know why, but I think part of it was like when he was talking about starting this podcast, it probably was like a defensive thing because he had just come up with this term midlife sadness. And I was like, the I'm the opposite of that. I'm like, we're in the best season of our lives. These are the good old days. Like, that's my thing. And then Brian's talking about the midlife sadness he's experiencing. I think he's bought midlifesadness.com. I'm like, he's thinking about midlife sadness, like book ideas. And I'm like, I don't want to be married to the midlife sadness guy. Like when I see people, (laughs) when I see people on the street, I don't want them to like, be like, oh my gosh, your husband's the really sad one, right? Like, you must be a terrible wife if your husband is a sadness guy. Oh, and that is okay. That's yes. revealing. That is yes. revealing. I love it. This is that is very about. revealing, though, because it's like I don't want my my husband to be the sad guy, but then it's also like because a step or a layer underneath that is somehow I'm not good enough as a wife, and right. so he's so sad. And so I'm not like, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this beautiful life we've created is not good enough for you. And you're so sad. Oh, so yes. You are starting a podcast about how sad you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. It makes sense. I see that perspective. That's an angle I had not considered. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> gosh. So I think Aaron. probably that was underneath the whole like initial response of like, nobody's asking for this. Nobody wants you guys to do this podcast. This is just your Marco Polo. Keep it there. But yeah. now I feel like I really love it. I'm, I'm a huge fan. But I couldn't listen to the first season. Like when the first episodes would come out, my stomach would be like doing flips. I would turn it on and I like would turn it off like 10 seconds later. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't listen to this. I don't know what's coming. Yeah. Because here's why I would be a terrible podcaster is kind of what Brian said already. Like I hate letting people down. And I'm always like very like communally minded. So I think every single thing I would say, I would be thinking of it from the perspective of like, who's listening to this? What are they thinking? What family member is hearing this? What person from our past is hearing this? And they're, th- they're wondering like, why is Brian talking about it in this way or whatever? Right. I feel like I would just be constantly thinking of like the future when our kids listen to this 10 years down the road, like they're going to pull up his podcast. That's probably not going to happen, but maybe Maybe it will. Yeah. Maybe when this is like a syndicated podcast and we're all (laughs) rolling in dough from this thing, (laughs) (laughs) then they'll actually want to listen to it. But I mean, Brian's written books and they have no interest (laughs) in reading. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um, No, this is for you. I wrote this for you. Like, (laughs) Sorry, Dad. I'm not interested. Yeah, once again, they're like, we weren't asking for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like that's probably like my initial thing was like every first thing I would hear, I would immediately go to like, oh gosh, what if this person hears that? What's that going to be like? And so I couldn't listen. And then finally, I just was like, I have to let this go. I listened to the whole first season. I loved it. I got over that with like after the first few episodes. And now on Tuesdays, I listen to them like on my way to work. I love oh. I, I listen like that morning. Wow. Let's go. Here's, here's what I'm curious about. You said you're the you're the glory days. These are the best days of our life. Brian, why are you so sad? Is that fully true? Or do you have to ever have any sadness as well? 
No, I do have sadness. I feel like it's around like different things for sure. Um, I feel like I've already like had to like mourn the loss of the little kid years. Like I loved the little kid years mm-hmm. so much. We lived in this idyllic setting for the little kid years in this great community with our friends. I just, I thrived in those like imaginative years with the kids. Like I feel like we just were outside playing all the time. I loved, 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 loved. Like when our kids were like nine, six, five, and three, I was like, this is the perfect time of my life. Like I just loved it. (laughs) And so Brian really is the one who pushed us into this like next season of life where we sold that house. We moved into a more just like run of the mill, wonderful. I love our neighborhood, but it's just a more like standard suburb neighborhood kind of experience. And it's really a special neighborhood. And now I see the beauty of it. But moving from where we were, which felt like really unique and just like really perfect for us in that moment. I mean, we had chickens, a pig, our dog, you know, we had like 10 acres of woods attached to our house that our kids like grew up in. And then Brian like pushed us into this season, which was the right call for sure. But I was depressed when we made that switch from Mm. what I feel like were like the little kid years to the big kid years. It was so, so hard for me. Mm. How did you work or are working through that? Honestly, I did not handle it great. I was super, super depressed. I like when we got into this big house, which is like way bigger than our last house. I feel like I like spent way too much time in those first few months just like in our room. Like I would like come up here and just like cry. I was so Mm. sad because I just felt like this season of life had left. And then I started entering into like, I feel like this is more of the midlife magic years. You know, I feel like that's where we're in right now, where it's like, it's different. It's not the same season that we were in. We're in this like really busy time where it's all revolves around like our kids' activities. And I'm basically an Uber driver for our kids driving all across the city of Atlanta. Right. Oh, yeah. And I have totally changed and embraced this time now. And I see like the beauty of where we're at and and embracing it now. But working through that was more just like letting myself mourn it. So I really, I went through like a little, probably like midlife sadness without the label and without starting a podcast about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. We're, we're that self-important that like, if we're experiencing something, uh, we need, we need to let other people know that we need to be heard. We need to be validated. You know, I really led her into this and, um, Okay. A strong, <laughs> a strong husband. Uh, well, that, no, that I, but that kind of takes us into because we do have a couple just um, questions that I think are great. But you said, um, I heard that you said, own your season. So the first episode of season two has been your favorite so far. Like, why was that? What resonated about that with you? What What do you love about that one? I feel like that's what kind of had to pull me out of that dark place when we first moved into this new house was just like realizing we're in a new season. Yes. The last one was one that you thought was going to be your favorite forever, but if you can just kind of surrender that and then be more open-handed and now like receive the gifts of 
this current season that you're in, you're going to be more happy. And that's for sure what happened. Like it was just kind of like doubling down and like buying the t-shirts for the school, you know, bas- or basketball and volleyball and all those things. And, you know, Brian talked about like getting the golf cart and just taking golf cart rides <laughs> to the baseball <laughs> games and to swim practices and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like that's where owning our season, that's what it's looked like for us is just like doubling down and going like, this is where we're at. Embrace it. Let's enjoy it. We've got to just take full advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, I was just going to say, I think, you know, for Aaron, like letting go of the fact that the kids aren't little anymore and we've got teenagers now and all this has been a real, you know, a real thing of acceptance and letting go. But then also I think there's something in you that, you know, values kind of the unique special things versus what's considered very like normal and really like, I mean, what we moved into is more of a suburban quote unquote normal, you know, suburban setup in life. Whereas where we were before felt kind of different and cool. So I feel like that's been hard to accept. Like this is our life. The swim tennis. Exactly. But y'all, the swim tennis is amazing. And then you like it. Now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect place for us. This is exactly what we needed. But yeah, I resisted it because it felt like, ah, this is just like, now I'm just like falling in line and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And we're not taking this kind of like different path that we took the first time around. So Yeah. I felt that when we moved, when we moved south down here to Peachtree City, I felt like embarrassed to tell anybody that we weren't living in midtown or we weren't living in decatur or wherever and then i remember like one day looking out and the kids were just like riding their bikes out in the cul-de-sac and doing whatever and i was like i'm not gonna lie i kind of like this but i felt ashamed (laughs) i felt like i wasn't supposed to like it which is just interesting yeah in a weird way it kind of feels like you're settling or something like that yeah i mean it just it feels like you're just embracing this season of life and you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, down the road, we won't have like another unique adventure or something like that. And I think right. that's the biggest thing for me is going like, we're not locked in anywhere. We can keep, you know, our options open for the future and stuff. But mm. It's interesting how that works that because you, you gave in in a sense, or like you went with the morning, I think it maybe accelerated how quickly you could embrace the new season. Do you agree with that? For sure. Yeah. No, I think that really helped because I feel like I, I think, I think the biggest thing that happened during that morning was just like the recognition that like, we are in a completely new place right now. Like that time has gone. And the longer you try to stay back in that old place, the more that's going to be stolen from you in this new place. And so like that month or whatever that I was talking about, where I just like cried in my room for way too long. I feel like it's like, ah, I missed out on stuff naturally as a result of that. But that is what like propelled me to actually like be in this present moment. And so y'all know, like I love to travel and stuff like that. So I feel like that was one of the biggest like light bulb moments of like, oh my gosh, we could take a way bigger trip right now. We could do something that we couldn't do when our kids were little. We could, you know, take a longer plane ride or do a like more challenging experience somewhere. So I think like right after we moved, I like planned this trip to Hawaii and was like, let's go surfing, let's go hiking, let's do all these fun things because it felt like we couldn't have done that when they were little. So it was seeing and recognizing what is the 
the thing that we can do now that we weren't able to do back then. And so, you know, and it's just looked like relating to like my older kids in a different way, like even just those relationships and like the conversations that we're having, like with my girls who are 11 and 14, it's like the depth of our relationship is at this whole new place now where we couldn't have had those same conversations and that same connection when they were little. So it's like, what is the gift of this particular season and how do I fully own that season with that gift that's there? Yeah. See, I'm always fighting the season I'm in and dreading the season I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Similar. Like, that, I mean, that's an, that's a little exaggerated, but just to bring some tension into the conversation, like I am always like, man, this is what's hard about this season, you know, and you guys are a little ahead, which I, cause your kids are a little bit older, which I, I like talking about this cause you're kind of like a foreshadow of the things to come. So, I mean, I'm driving everybody around, like we're definitely in that phase. And then here's my fear. I'm like, my kids will still go to bed. Like, at a pretty decent time, like I can still be like, go to bed and they will. And they'll like read in their bed. I'm like, they're going to get older. My, my oldest is going to middle school next year. They're just, they're never, they're going to stay up later and later. And I'll never have my own time that this is my fear. Now I'm like, they just won't go to bed and then I'll never be alone with my wife again. <laughs> like that's my fear. That's actually a real fear and it's going to happen. Uh, well, like, and, but then what I heard sleep now, I feel like, like I feel yeah. like we get in bed and then they come in and they're like, good night. And we're like, Oh, I know. And then like, they go into their rooms. Yeah. That is so foreign to me. So what? I'm afraid of that. I don't like that. I'm already fighting something that hasn't happened in my life yet. Okay. <laughs> and then I, then I heard from someone else, which this kind of, this kind of got me in a different way. She, they were, this woman was like, well, you know, it's like this now and they'll talk to you now. And then they go in the room and they close the door and they never talk to you again. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah, that I can see happens. that. That's like very real thing. Yeah. And that's probably like high school, like more, you know, the teenage years. Like I remember feeling that you just feel so much stuff inside. You're so angsty and you're like, I don't want to talk to my parents. <laughs> 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 they don't understand. You know, it's like, um, so I'm like, Oh no, like, now I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of them staying up and bothering me and never going to sleep. And then I'm afraid of them getting so independent that they're like, screw you, dad, you. close the door. And they just don't ever want to talk to me again. It's all going to happen. And it's Bags, all... come on. It is. It is. Yeah, dude. The days of like, because when they're young, you still get that clean break at night. Like, that's right. what I'm, that's, and that, yes. dude, that clean break goes away. There is oh. no clean break, dude. No clean break anymore. Dang. Oh, it's, I feel they're that's hilarious. They're coming in. You're they're coming in and telling yeah. you good night. They come in like, when we're already in can bed. Can you and check then, like, on me? Yeah, because <laughs> they they keep their phones in our bathroom. They like they have to plug them in there at night. Like that's the rule for us. And so they come in, they plug their phones in our bathroom, and they're like, "Good night." Like, oh my god! Yeah. I'm like half asleep. He's like, "All right." Bye. Oh. Yeah. The oh, girls, not the boys. The yeah. boys don't have phones. They're younger. But yes. Yeah. Girls. Absolutely. Wow. That's well, and that's the whole I mean, that's the whole idea with the own your season stuff was like every every season really does have the gifts and the burdens. Like, you know, the good and the bad. It's like it's always mixed. You can't get like one without the other. So mm. I mean, there's a lot of new freedoms and stuff. Like it's awesome to 
be able to just like go out because our oldest can watch the kids, but then you also are not getting a nice clean break at night where you feel like, oh, it's our time now. So, right. All right, Aaron. So you mentioned this trip to Hawaii. And this is another thing about you that I was excited to mention. You are this points for families lady on top of all your other names and all the other jobs you have this gift to, and you've helped us like, you know, think through which cards to get. Cause you, I mean, you have this, uh, Instagram reel where it's like, y'all went on like 12 trips on points <laughs> and we're all like, yeah. how is this? So talk to us about that I'm, and go for it. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because as soon as I just talked about the trip to Hawaii, I'm already doing the thing that I was talking about in the intro where I'm like thinking of this from like other people's perspectives. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just sound so privileged. Like I was sad. So I booked a trip to Hawaii and then I felt happy again. <laughs> I just yes. want to say the trip to Hawaii was a fraction of the cost. It's probably what all y'all pay for a trip to Florida. So it's not that big a deal because I use points. And so I am like, I have this weird obsession and hobby with like how to get the most credit card points without spending more money and taking these trips. So yeah. You're a gamer. Yeah. You game the system, but I feel like even deeper behind that is you want other families to own the season of like taking these epic you know, memorable trips with your kids. Cause like, so unpack that a little bit. Cause I know that that's like a, a deeper thing there. Totally. Well, I feel like what they say is like, when your kids go to college, there's like a few things they remember. And one is the trips that you took. The other is the meals that you had around your table. And then the third is the, like the traditions that you had as a family like those are the big things that they really remember so those are the things Gosh. that I try to really focus in on and just go you know they don't a lot of times remember just like the you know in between stuff but if I think back to my childhood like that is for sure the kind of stuff that I remember like I remember the trips that we took I do remember like the traditions that we had and stuff and so those are the things that I really try to pour the most effort And then the meals into. around the table. I mean, those three are really like hitting me. That is extremely helpful. Um, yeah. I don't know where the science is to like back that up or where the study is, but I've heard that and it's definitely like rung very true. And for everybody that I've talked to about it too, like I feel like it hits everybody like that. Mm, but yeah. for me, I feel like the trips piece, it kind of came out of necessity because when we first started wanting to take trips, like, neither of us we weren't making tons of money at the time we just figured out how to like start like tacking stuff on to like little business trips that we had like if either of us had a free hotel room somewhere because of like a business thing actually i think the first family trip we ever took was because of you drew you invited us to speak at your summer discipleship oh. project oh look at, at that. Myrtle beach and that was the first family vacation we ever had because we were like, we're wow. going to bring the whole fam. And I brought Dirty my Myrtle. sister along. And I feel like that was one of the first times where it was like, we have to do more of this. Because it feels like to me when we're on a trip, it kind of feels like time stops. All the other responsibilities kind of like fade away and you're just so present with your family. Yeah, And mm. I feel like those are the times of like the deepest connections. I feel like when we come back from those trips, it's like we did this thing together. You know, we kind of banded together and we – you know, maybe like took some risks and, you know, just made those memories. And so, yeah, I 
am the biggest advocate for prioritizing travel and those kinds of traditions and stuff like that. So I know that so many people aren't able to make that happen because of like financial reasons. And so if there's a way of gaming the system, I think we should do it. Where is it? Yeah. Tell us how we can find you on there. Cause you have a whole site and everything. It's pointsforfamilies.com and I'm on Instagram at pointsforfamilies. Woo. I'm hoping to do more with it this year. We'll see what happens. That's Let's always go. Like my intention. <laughs> I mean, Joe Rogan effect, you already said this podcast. I mean, you're going to be so busy. Change your life. <laughs> your oh, inbox is just going to be flooded. I would love that. Yes. No, I mean, Aaron, Aaron is like an incredible maximizer. Like that's part of this is like gaming, you know, gaming the system with credit cards, but that's just like this gift of like, how do I maximize whatever it might be? Um, and just like, I think you genuinely love creating magical moments for the kids, which is probably why it's been so hard as they get older and they don't care as much, but like Aaron, the freaking theatrics that she <laughs> creates for like our big reveal every Christmas morning. Cause we always, that's just our tradition is that we go on a trip and we leave Christmas day. Um, and it's unbelievable the like basically the like little dramas or like what do you what would you call them like a it's like a full-blown play it's like a production it really yeah is. she does these like and it's it's wild like oh i don't God. understand you where the film is well I we i mean we definitely have them. Journey. we have them for ourselves but they are yeah. so like this year was so fun because you know, we usually just take the trip ourselves, but this year I taught my mom and dad how to do all the point stuff. So they got um, a room at the same place that we did in Beaver Creek, Colorado. And so the kids had no idea. So they had these like shirts on that said Christmas crew. And then there was this whole like rhyme that, you know, these elves had left them about, and they, you know, they don't believe in any of this stuff at this point, but it's just still fun. And so, um, they had they like had to read this thing that said Christmas crew, Christmas crew, Christmas crew, and then the Christmas crew was gonna appear. And then my dad steps out behind the um this like kind of like hidden like staircase thing in our house. And he was like, Let's go to Colorado. And they lost their minds. And it was the great <laughs> I love my dad so much. Like he's one of their favorite people. So the fact that he was coming on this Christmas trip with them was like really special. So like I'm always trying to think of like what's the 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 thing that's going to really make this exciting for them and then like hype that up. Like we've had, you know, these like balloons that are filled with snow that they have to pop and then the clues fall out. And like, you know, this one year I got this like helium fish that literally floated through (laughs) (laughs) like over their Santa bags and them. And it had the, the hints attached to the fish and they had to like grab, reach up and like grab these hints off this like floating helium fish. It was so, I I love it. Like I live for that moment so much every single year. Like I start thinking about this like three months in advance. Well, can I give you just one idea for this? Christmas like yes maybe it could be something like hey guys you weren't asking for this you didn't think this is what you wanted but we're going on this epic trip with dad's podcast friends 
and, and you can just graft us into this. Like, for sure. we'll, you know, we'll go wherever and they'll be sad about it first. They'll, they'll groan, they'll complain. I didn't ask for this, but I think and then would, you guys will deliver. So it's like a whole, oh, we'll deliver, over deliver kind of a thing. Yeah. We'll be the uncles. They never forget. I mean, we can go to a casino. We can go, I mean, we could be Vegas, whatever you guys want to do. Just. <laughs> I'm already planning our Christmas trip right now, and it's January still. Like I'm, I've already started. I really want to go to Hawaii, so that's that's what I that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm well, gonna Reynolds, go for. Bags with the points. I have already coached you too. This is your, my like Oprah Man. moment. You can go to Hawaii. You have enough points. <gasps> Let's go. Honestly, Drew, do the sound effect. Do it. People cheering. Oh, you get a trip to Hawaii, and you get a trip yes. to Hawaii. You've already got the trip to Hawaii sitting in your points. Let's book the trip. I'll help you. Here we go. <laughs> yes. God, it feels good. You get the trip. You get the trip. God, points for families. I mean, my life was sad as shit. And then I met points for families lady, and oh my God. I am fu- I'm owning families, my season. Yeah. Points for families, the cure to midlife sadness. Yes. This is, this is all too much. Do you want midlife magic in your life? Oh, Go to Queens for Families. Oh, see, yeah, me and Aaron are just rolling it now. It's, no, it's a you know what, joke, is, but it's like partly true. No, it is because <laughs> you know when we were talking about addictive thinking, uh, which would have yeah, that would have been out before this. I mean, Reynolds, you were kind of the one that was like, man, I'm not really like Brian and Drew. Like, I'm not as much addicted to these thinking patterns. I'm more addicted to like the stimulation of like experiences i'm looking feeling for the high, yeah. feeling the highs and that is i think true of aaron also and so that's kind of like the other side of this is like the magic of planning trips and executing these trips is amazing but then also figuring out how can i be like ha- happy and <laughs> happy, content yeah. with without a trip you know or yeah in the mundane like do you want to speak into that at all oh yeah well i mean like reynolds I'm three on the Enneagram. So in unhealth, I go to nine, which is escaping, which is why I escaped in my bedroom for that period of time that we were talking about earlier, where I was depressed and was like, I just got to get out of here. And so, yeah, I think that on the negative side, planning a trip, if it's not done like in a healthy way, could definitely be, I just got to get out of the situation for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I I mean, I can feel like sometimes, because I'm just very different than that. So I'm like, we don't have to always have a trip. Now, granted, every time we actually go, I'm like, God, this is awesome. You know, thank God that Aaron prioritizes this and does this. But I'm like the opposite where I'm like, we can't just always go on trips or we need to chill out a little bit. Or, you know, I get stressed out about finances because it's like, you, I mean, you still end up spending money, of course. Um, so but it's I'm like this like, balance. Yeah. But I'm just constantly like, we have four Christmases left. Like that's what I kept saying this year with our oldest was like, we have four left. Like we're going on a trip. Cause he kept saying like, well, maybe we don't do one this year. I was like, you have lost your mind. We are doing one this year. <laughs> like every single time, like there's a fall break. Like he was like, I think we should just stay on for fall break. I'm like, no, we are going to the beach. It's going to be practically free. We have four fall breaks left. Like this is, it's, it just feels like it's going so fast. I'm like getting like panicky. And so I feel like mm. with like every single time that we can all actually leave, we need to go do something um, because it's so rare. It's not like we can do this like 
you know, all the time. It's just a few times a year that we can actually get away. So I just feel a little <laughs> Brian's face right now is like, well, no, we could just stay here and save money and eat well, rice and. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I mean, I see that because I, the unhealth I can see is like, no, I need something to look forward to that's going to give me some kind of pleasure. You know, that's where it would be for me. Like I need something. I need some joy to look forward to. I can't just be happy here, you know, but then the other side of it, the healthy side is like, I think you're right. Like we're going to get, you know, be at the end of our life and be like, Oh great, cool. I got time. I got, you know, money maybe, but like now, you know, everybody's doing their own thing and it is so much harder. So I do see, and I know that can be overplayed too. Like we got to take it, you know, these moments and maximize them. But I do think on the overall, like you have helped, you know, not just your family, but even like our wider community kind of take advantage and think that way. And I do think that's good because the pressures of the everyday situation are just, can just drag you down and they are very real pressures. And so I'm even inspired right now when you're like, no, we're going somewhere for fall break. We're doing like, we're, we're taking these moments because this is going to build like these bonds and these connections and this like foundation and this like legacy for our family. And I do think, um, I don't know. I just think there's something so good in that. And however that expresses itself, whatever that looks like, you know, for someone's yeah. family. So I don't know, just, just reflecting a little bit back on that. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was curious, Aaron, like, I know we're probably need to wrap up fairly soon, but um, when we talked about addictive thinking or, you know, these parts of ourself that maybe we start to realize as we get older, like come up a lot or a part of us that are um, feel maybe, you know, negative or um, things that we become more aware of that we're dealing with that might keep us from feeling like we're flourishing or whatever. Are there any addictive thinking patterns that you've felt? Cause I mean, you, or, or even the flip side, I guess is like, you're so good at creating these magical moments and valuing these experiences and trips, especially for our kids. Are there ways that you're like seeking to look for that magic for yourself in everyday life like how you're sort of because I feel like you know we've talked a little bit about that like trying to find that that flow and that hope in a time that is I mean gosh when we're not on these trips we're basically grinding like yeah. it's like you're working you're going to all these appointments like my job is much more standard nine to five yours allows flexibility which unfortunately just means that you're the one constantly taking off for the next appointment or the digital day. So all the kids are home and you're managing that while trying to work. So how are you looking for the magic and trying to find that flow amidst all that? Well, Drew, I know that you are a recent fan too about time, but yes. I feel like the movie, the movie we reference you referenced it in an earlier episode. I'm so glad you guys finally watched it. This movie was like watching the last 30 minutes of that movie was like my spiritual practice for a while <laughs> where I would mm. like watch it. I think there was a time of life where I watched the last 30 minutes of that movie. Like, I don't even know how many days in a row. I mean, it was just like, I just kept watching it because it just kept bringing me, bringing me back to like, you cannot let these like normal everyday moments pass you by. Mm. And so I started doing this like meditation where I would wake up and like think through 
what's going to happen in my day and try to live it mentally in my mind the first time so that when I Mm. lived it like the second time, I was like more awake to those moments and just like more aware of the preciousness of just the everyday normal moments, which again, as Brian said, is not my strong point because I'm always looking to the next thing and what's the next high and how can we, you know, go on and maximize these future experiences and not just like being right here in this present moment. And so I think really looking for like the other day, I think we talked about this, but just having some really sweet moments in the car on the way to a practice, like recognizing that if a kid you know, ha- uh, our baby boy Eli hit his first three pointer last night <laughs> um, in his that. basketball game. He's so cute. Yes. And just like those little moments afterwards, like having a special shared moment with him, like celebrating that felt like, oh my gosh, this is like just one of those like about time moments where it's like, oh, I fully see you and you're mm. so happy and you're so precious. And like, this isn't us, you know surfing in Hawaii or something. This is just us like right here, right now, and just enjoying this like really sweet time together. And so I think like I cook with Aaliyah all the time. Like that's really special. Um and, you know, Darius is just the most present kid. He's our ten year old who's just like always just right here. And so he just always will want to just talk about his day or talk about honestly anything he can talk about anything so I feel like you know they the kids are really my teachers in this I think is what I'm saying is like they're the ones who are really actually like pulling me into the present and teaching me how to just enjoy the gift that's like right in front of me right now Hmm. that's so cool yeah I mean that idea of the kids being the teacher and the moment right in front of you being seen being known being embraced I can't believe that you even went through the practice of visualizing your whole day. Like that was such a beautiful part of the movie, but the fact that you actually did that, it's pretty dang powerful. Yeah. And I don't do it every day. I don't want to say like, that's like my everyday practice, but (laughs) on the days where I do that, like I definitely see a huge difference. And there was a, there was a period of time where I was doing it more consistently, which I Mm. feel like kind of like changed my mentality and just thought like, you have to kind of go through the motions once almost like he does in the movie and then really like live it that second time for all of the magic that's in it, you know, and really Mm. look for those like moments of magic throughout your day. That's good. What's what's most on your what's most on your mind right now? What's on your radar? As you're thinking through life, as you're being present with your life, is there anything we haven't talked about yet? Is it something different than we've touched on or is this it? I am such an external processor, so I feel like Brian would know more than I would. Like I feel like I, when you ask that, I'm like, I don't even know. What do you think? Well, I, I can know just fill, I can just fill the space. Keep going, Drew. The reason I ask that is I know that you just had a coaching session or something of the sort with Reynolds, where he helped you understand uh, or helped you ask good questions and got you to reflect. And it's what I at least heard was there was a awareness of a return to creativity that that was something and maybe that's the way I'm, I'm i'm remembering it but that man this is something in this season that i really want to dive back into 
Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, what was so wild was we went into this conversation and that was not on my radar at all because it has just, we've been in this, just like Brian said, just this kind of like grind mode where it's like you wake up, you know, you get the kids to school, go to work, you come home, you get them to practice, you go to sleep and you repeat the same thing. It feels like every mm. single day. And so I feel like a lot of the like work decisions that I've made and everything has been really based around having a flexible job to be able to manage all this stuff with the kids. And so I think where in the past, I really prioritized like, oh, I want to use my creativity in my job. That has not been on my radar for a few years at least. And so, um, yeah, that came out of that session. And that was kind of like mind blowing to me because it was almost like this whole part of myself that I literally forgot existed temporarily. Wow. And I, it was almost like I woke up to it again and was like, oh my gosh, I've got to reintegrate this part of myself back into this season of my life. Like I can't just leave this behind. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely in my awareness. Like I literally, <laughs> I used to write children's books and that day I finished a children's book um, that I, you know, had kind of put on the back burner um, there have been a few other just like fun creative projects that I've just like worked on kind of randomly since then. But yeah. I definitely feel like I'm still kind of cooking on like what that means to fully do that. But honestly, like even I just for one of my marketing clients, I just like led this really creative photo shoot the other day. And I feel like that was almost a result of like, I need to find a way to like work this back in, even in the stuff that I'm already doing mm. just to feel feel that like part of my soul returning again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's just an interesting that's just an interesting part of life where and I don't maybe it's not always this cause, but in the growing up, in the absorbing of life's responsibilities, of the day to day, there can just be parts of you that subtly go to sleep or that you forget. And we were even talking about like as kids now thinking about our parents, like having to put a new lens on to like, oh, you're an individual apart from your relationship to me. Like, cause all we've known, every kid, all they've known for a period of time is that you're mom and dad, meaning who you are is a caretaker or a, in relation to me, but, oh, you had your own life. You had your own dreams. You have your own struggles, you know? And so I think that's what was interesting to me about you waking back up to that creativity is not just associated with the basketball games that they have and the volleyball and the whatever, but like, but who is Aaron? Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Cause I feel like. I think especially as women, there can be like a default to like identifying yourself by like just the people around you, you know, like I am a mom to these people or I'm a wife to these people or a sister or whatever. But it's like at the core, you're right. Like, who are you? What makes you unique just in yourself? And so, yeah, I feel like we always choose these words of the year. That's like one of our like practices. And this year was delight. And I feel like that's a part of this year for me is a part of delight is like trying to remember what are the things that I just find pleasure in? Like, what are the like hobbies that I love to enjoy, which is part of the reason that we're doing this like doubles tennis again, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to find those creative projects again. Like what are the things that we can just enjoy? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean the tennis thing, like, and there's such tiny margin for it. Like we literally rushed there rushed home and she was throwing up the night before so it's insane but i will say for that hour and a half it feels almost weird because you're like dude this is for me 
I am indulging in something that's for me. Like it, it feels foreign in a really good way because it's for you. And that's not bad. I'm so sick of that dumb thought that like, just, you know, to do something for yourself is bad. Like, screw that dude. Like it feels amazing. And I think Aaron, she's been doing that longer than me where, you know, but like, you've got to find stuff that can feel like it's filling your tank, you know, and that it's fun and it's like giving you some kind of life, you know. And I will say we even missed a championship volleyball game to play in this middle-aged like sea level (laughs) tennis match. Like we're not great at all, but we missed this championship volleyball game, but we've seen a whole lot of championship volleyball games And what's cool is our daughter's grandma got to be the one to be there with her on that day. And it was like this really special moment that they got to share together. And we love grandma so much and she got to like speak so much into our daughter on that day. So it was kind of like, it felt like, you know, we took care of ourselves and our delight and we prioritized like, oh, we actually want to do this thing for us on this day. This is one time that we're doing this. Yeah. And while I probably had some mom guilt going into it, like I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't miss this game. It actually turned out to be a blessing to kind of everybody because we chose to prioritize ourselves. And then they both got to share this really awesome moment together, which was, which was amazing. Hmm. So yeah, I feel like the more that I, I always feel the mom guilt. Like I, Brian knows I have to take kind of like a work trip coming up and I'm just dreading it. It's a week away. And I'm just like, Every day, I'm like almost talking myself out of this thing because I feel so guilty about doing this. So, yeah. Mm. But now I know, like, you know, there's going to be kind of gifts on both sides of it. Like, I know Brian's going to have these like special moments with the kids and everything. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I, lo- I love you're laughing. Going to have these it. special moments. No, that's yeah. and that is yeah. true, and that is true. But that, but that also leads me to let's end with this. We want to give you a chance to kind of, you know roast roast this guy a little bit because you live with him like you see him in ways that we don't even see him in the ways that the our vast listeners definitely don't see him so just give us a little pull back the the the, the onion a little bit (laughs) brian's a nag let's just start there (laughs) okay a what yes he nags me a lot. Nags, yes. He, my nickname is Bags. Your nickname should be Nags because <laughs> oh. it, he really like just likes to just poke, 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 Pick. press, press, like push, like push my buttons and like try to figure out <laughs> like what. Yeah, uh, what do you think? Well, what kind just, of nagging? What are we talking yeah, about here? Tell him about the dumb charger to the computer that oh my was last night. Last night, we're trying to have like, it was a meaningful conversation about something. And I'm trying to say something. And literally my computer, the the charger is plugged into my computer, but it's just kind of hanging off the desk. And while I'm thinking he's about to like come back with his meaningful response to what I've just said, instead he's like, I mean, the computer charger. Like, is it supposed to be oh, like that? Okay, is that, it- okay. <laughs> this is what makes me mad about Aaron. That is such an exaggeration. Now, this let me is how own she it. She experienced it, Brian. Oh, God. Well, oh, see, there's another clash of our personalities. I'm Mr. Realism, and she tends to sometimes exaggerate. But no, but it was, it was still a nag. I was like, 
I asked it in the form of a question, which was more passive aggressive. But I was like, do you think it's good to be hanging off the table? <laughs> I don't know. That He didn't say it like that. I'll say that. <laughs> do, you, do, hey, Aaron, do you think it's okay that it's like that? No, that's not how it came out. Oh, but no. so, yeah, so it's those little questions, those little nags of like, have you done this? Have you not done that? And I'm like, I have done enough, sir. Like, it's your time to do something. Oh, yes. I have done enough, sir. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yeah, no. I mean, he he is the realist, and I like that he plays that role with you guys as well um, because I feel like that is the clash in our personalities so often. Like, even what we talked about today, it's like, I'm the dreamer. I've got these big ideas of, like, what I want to do and what I want to happen for our family and stuff. And he, like, keeps my feet on the ground and is like, yeah, let's do some of those things, but not all of them. And let's make sure that, you know, like we have band-aids in the house and stuff like that, you know, like just the like <laughs> simple, like everyday things. Like we need to make sure, you know, that we're settling and not just like pioneering everything. So mm. that's good. Any anything else? Just annoying habits in the morning, at night. Just give us give us some good stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's see. This is I'm just, I'm just smiling because this is what she's like. She's not. She, you're, you're more, you could list a bunch okay, of things. Is, Brian can list why. a bunch okay. of things. Hold on. This is what it is. I do not have a critical eye. This is the mm. this is the key difference in our personality. This is it's the like, hermeneutic right here. This is it. Here we go. So I literally don't look at things and see something wrong. I always look at things and I see like what's going right. And I see like the absolute best. And whoever we're talking to, whatever the experience is, we can be in the exact same room and I'm like, this place is gorgeous. And his eye goes right to like the one thing that's wrong with that room. And he's like, did you not see this huge issue that was right there or with people or situations? Like I'm just like always seeing the world through like the rose colored glasses. And he's the one who's like, zeroed in on the one thing that's wrong and so sometimes because I'm the person he relates to the most in life I feel like I've just got this like target on myself for like every little thing that's wrong here and you need to just focus in on it and ask some questions like about the computer charger and uh try to get to the bottom of like how can we fix this like one little thing that's wrong Oh, yes. Perfect example. That's what I was Uh, looking for. You know, I feel like our anniversary trip to Spain several times has been referenced on this thing. I planned the whole thing on the Birchick side of things. Matt and Marge, you guys were wonderful and you guys fill out the planning too. We know that Brian did not contribute one bit to the planning of this trip. He, <laughs> well, he literally listened to like a couple podcasts about like. But the that was the day the- before. That was literally <laughs> the day before. That was like, in the last moment, he goes, "What's the place we're going to?" And I'm like, "The Basque region." And he like Google's it and is like, "Oh, we're going to the Basque region." Like he didn't even know like what cities we were going to. He had no idea. I don't even think he knew that we were going into France for part of it. Like he had no clue what was happening. So I have put so much time, not to mention, I've also like put so much time and effort to like make this trip affordable for us and like make it possible with all the points and all that stuff. 
So I, I mean, I have done all the things, arranged all the childcare. We're at the airport, and we get to the airport, and he is like, "What was the whole thing about?" Like. There was something about... Uh, I think it was like the boarding passes weren't right or something. No. I don't know. Oh, something about your passport information didn't transfer over. And he just got so mad at me. And he's like, this is the kind of thing that happens. And I'm like, I've just <laughs> planned this entire trip. And we have to go and just adjust your passport information that you probably entered wrong on something. And now you're mad at me? I'm like, this is crazy. Like, he's missing this whole, like, bigger picture for this, like, one little detail. So it caused – I feel like every couple has this. Like, when you go on a trip, you have to have one big, like, little fight, like, right before or on it or whatever. And this was one of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, airports are stressful. But, no, that was ridiculous. That was, was, like, missing the – forest for the tree or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he really he recognized it pretty quickly. And then like I feel like as soon as we got through security, he was like, This is amazing. Thank you so much. I mean he was like you know, totally <laughs> making up for it. But it was like that first, you know, little airport fight. It's rite of passage. You gotta do well, it. Well our all three of us would be <clears throat> tanked without our wives, but Brian, you would be especially tanked. <laughs> because I feel like bags <clears throat> plans and and executes on behalf of so much but and you but you acknowledge it a lot i feel like he's very aware he talks about it a lot on this pod you know yeah, yeah. that's where i hear it though i hear it when i listen to the podcast that's why oh! I like to listen to now. i'm listening because i'm like maybe you'll say something nice about me <laughs> oh yes. okay. all right let's wrap it up <laughs> gosh okay this is yeah this is what i was hoping for it's the real stuff <laughs> We're going to have a talk right after this, Aaron. Well, <laughs> Cut that well this, out. Has been, that out, this has been very rich. I think this might be one of the top up there. episodes. Man, I feel really? like. Yes. Yeah, you brought such succinctness in, to like in richness to these questions that even during it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be really good. I think people are going to resonate. I think it's going to help them think about their life a little bit different and yeah, that's kind of what this is. Like, how do we how do we navigate these this part of our life well? How do we navigate these different challenges well? And so, yeah, I mean, I know I took away a lot from this conversation. I already know you, and I know you guys. So I just think this is why we're doing this. Like, if this can help someone else, just in the ways that we received little things that helped us get through our seasons, like to me, that's that's the goal. So you know, no one's asking for it, but everybody needs it. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by points for families yes well you know that sponsorship's pretty expensive but we're gonna get you out of business so. <laughs> i'm money bags i got it don't worry <laughs> right bags thank you for being here this was a, a pleasure oh thanks for having me this was so fun yeah all right love you see all see you next week see ya bye bye Thanks so much for listening to today's episode on the What No One's Asking For podcast. We could stay connected on Instagram. Um, would love for you to follow us there, WNAFpod on Instagram. Uh, we also have a website, WNAFpod.com. You could drop us a voicemail here or an email. Um, we would just love to hear from you. 
And also, if you could consider giving us a rating uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, that would be much appreciated. Super grateful for those that have already done that. Just helps us to kind of share these conversations uh, potentially with more people. So thanks so much for listening today, and we will see you next week for another great conversation. Thank you.